Welcome to the Campus Christian Fellowship Podcast for the University of Iowa, Iowa State University, and the University of Northern Iowa. Hey there, and welcome to the third episode of our Fall Retreat Recap. This is the final episode. In the first session, we talked a little bit about your gospel is too small. In the second session, we talked a little bit about your gospel is too narrow. And now we want to talk about your witness is too sporadic. And that being we want to get practical with evangelism. We want to give you a couple quick tools that are really good about reaching out to your the people that you have class with, to your roommates, to uh, to people that you may not even know, to strangers uh, on this campus. Um, so real quick, we want to recap uh, a little bit about what evangelism is. And so evangelism, according to 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 18 and 19, uh, essentially means that our purpose as the church exists for reconciliation and restoration. And Ephesians 4, 11 said Christ himself gives the apostles, the pastors, the evangelists, the, past- the preachers and the teachers, and that we essentially are in that evangelist category. That is us. So we have a role to bring about, about God's restoration and reconciliation in each individual life. So it is our duty that we should be reaching other people with the gospel. So the point of evangelism is is not anything overly complicated, but it's simply this. We want to change lives for Jesus. And what exactly does that look to change a life? How exactly do you start to do that? Well, I want to give you a quick acronym that you can use. And this acronym is borrowed from uh, from a book. The book is called Surprise the World, and it's by a guy named Michael Frost. So if you want to know a little bit more in depth about each of these, then go ahead and, and check out that book. Again, it's called Surprise the World by Michael Frost. You can find it on Amazon. It's only about five bucks. But the essential components to this acronym are BELLS, B-E-L-L-S. And in this acronym, what we're going to learn is five things that we need to do if our witness is to be bold and consistent and life-changing, right? So first thing for BELLS is B, which is short, which is the acronym for Bless. So when we think about bless, sometimes I think we just think simply that it means uh, to do something for somebody. And so you can think of something like uh, you can hear about pay it forward programs where you pay for somebody in the drive through behind you. Or, or you think of like random acts of kindness. So you and I, we do this a really great thing where we talk about doing Christian random acts of kindness for our campus. And it's worked out really well for them. But in order to bless somebody, blessing is different than doing an act of kindness or than paying it forward. Because while those are still really worth doing and very noble, blessing is different than a random act of kindness because a blessing is intentional and specific. If you want to bless somebody, then you have to know them and you have to know their need. And you have to intentionally set out to get to know what that need is and then intentionally work to fill that need. If it's something like like paying it forward, that's not necessarily specific because maybe I don't struggle financially and may and it's sure it's a nice gesture, but if you get an opportunity to bless somebody, it's it's very intentional and it and it's very 
uh, focused. It's very, hey, what is a need that I can fill? And it doesn't have to be a monetary value. It doesn't have to be a gift, but it could simply be somebody just needs somebody to listen to, and you can do that. Um, you can do you can do acts of service. You can do acts of of gratitude. You could do so many different things of this. It doesn't have to be just getting a gift, or it could just be somebody getting somebody a gift. You know, if you've ever seen somebody that's just, you know, I really need this, but I don't have money. A lot of times, people will do that. I've been blessed a lot in my life. When when I lost my home to a fire in 2008, uh, I had the church just be be the church and step up in in blessing me and my family for the for the needs that we needed. New clothes on our back, um, help getting ourselves into a new place. Um, somewhere to stay while while we figure out where we're gonna go. It's just because of the people that blessed us, it really helped my family grow in our faith. And I don't know that that me and my family would be where we are today without the church doing their job in that time. But uh, but blessing is is intentional and specific. It's a very focused need. Uh, so so what I want you to think about is who do you know that you can bless, or maybe even. Would you be comfortable enough sitting down with a stranger, finding out a need from them, and then coming up with a chance to uh, to bless them? So, a uh, quick story for you. I just told you about my home was lost in a fire in 2008. Well, I went to high school with uh, with this guy. He was in the same grade as me, and, and he was on my same little league team when I was in uh, the fifth grade. And... When I lost my home to the fire in 2008, that means I was in eighth grade. So it's just a couple years beforehand doing that. But then my dad was very involved with the Little League, and this guy's dad was very involved in the Little League. He was actually the coach for the team that I played with at the time. And and so my dad got to serve with him just a little bit on the Little League board and, and on different various projects. But ultimately, he's not anybody that I w- we would necessarily consider uh, somebody that is is a regular or at least strong family friend or anything like that but the day after my house burned down my dad was over there looking at the at all this the rubble and all the salvage and uh all the just hopelessness that was where my house once stood uh we we got visited by a lot of friends and a lot of people and a lot of people sent gifts and a lot of people wanted to, to come find out you know, what we needed. And some gifts were more specific than others. Uh, I had uh, a cousin who one day rushed a bunch of clothes up to us. Um, I There was just so many times that people have blessed us. Um, and the example that I always think about when I think of these blessings is my cousin and the, uh, and the family that took us in for the for the next six months after our house burned, house burned down. Even though they were already a family of seven, but they had the room in their house and they wanted to be the church for us. And so they were. And and those are two of my favorite stories. And my other favorite story is this guy from Little League walks over. He kind of looks at the damage and he and he sees that this is real. I didn't just hear about this through the grapevine and wound up not being real, but this is a real thing. And I have the means to provide. I have a specific need that I can meet. And so he, he goes and talks to my dad for about 20 minutes. And then he just he just kind of takes off. He said, I'll be right back. He takes off. He, he runs. It turns out he ran to the bank and he comes back and he just hands my dad a wad of about $2,000 in cash. And that's a great example of being a blessing to somebody uh, because at the time, you know, we, we had food and we had clothes. We didn't really know what we needed next. And so that was about the best blessing we can do. If I had to guess, I really think that this friend of ours came over as, as a, as a mean to trying to learn uh, how he could bless us. And 
we didn't really know how we could be blessed at the time, but he wanted to do something, so he did what he could. And so sometimes blessing is just monetary value, and sometimes blessing is just as simple as that. But sometimes blessing can also be, again, when my cousin one day rushed uh, a bunch of clothes to us, and when uh, my this family at church decided to bring us in, that was such a blessing to me and my family. And it really helped strengthen our relationship with these people. And they are still people that continue to bless us today. And we get every opportunity we can uh, to bless them back. The second one is E. <clears throat> Excuse me, E. E is eat. We all got to eat sometime, right? And we all like eating for the most part. Um, I really like eating. And I really don't like eating alone. So maybe instead of eating alone, what I could do is just intentionally eat with somebody this week and through the conversations we have by eating with them then we get a chance to know them and we get a chance to uh to understand who exactly they are it gives us an opportunity to know them so we can bless them Uh, it gives us an opportunity to to maybe serve them because if i don't like eating alone and you don't like eating alone then that probably means that whoever is eating alone also doesn't like eating alone now i'm not saying that everybody doesn't like eating alone but i'm just saying like the odds are people don't necessarily don't intentionally eat alone, and if they do, then it's like they're studying or something like that. And of course, you know, don't want to disturb somebody like that. But if somebody's just hanging out, you know, watching their phone or something like that, they probably aren't intentionally eating alone. So what if we went up and ate with them? What if that's even an opportunity to bless them? What, but simply by getting to know them, that's how French friendships can start. I have had friendships start that have turned really well just because I decided to to sit with somebody new. You think back to, to 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 when you were in high school and you had lunch, or 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 even in college and you just have lunch and uh, you you sit down with a group of friends, but your friend meets this other friend in class, and so all of a sudden he's at the lunch table with you guys too, and that's how you meet simply by by eating with one another. But with that opportunity, you get a chance to to really bond and to have a conversation with somebody. You know, it's always scary when you have your high school semester and you have your multiple different class hours and and you're not really sure if you're any or your friends have your same class so you kind of like look around the cafeteria those first couple days you know maybe you even try out a couple different friend groups but like what if you went with somebody that you didn't even know especially that one person that's kind of sitting by themselves what if that's the opportunity that you choose to take because that is an opportunity that i really think jesus might take especially if there's a reason that that person is outcast jesus spent his time hanging out with the outcasts and the sinners the first L in this bells analogy, so we have bless, eat. The, the, next, the first L is learn. So first of all, if we're going to be evangelists, we need to know who Jesus is, and we need God's, to know God's redemptive story. We are always called to be students of Jesus, and the point that you ever, that you ever think that you know enough is the exact point that you need more. Right? It's a very contradictory statement in some sense but it, but when you think you know enough it's ironically the fact that you probably actually need more if you're getting settled in your ways if you're not challenging your faith then that leads to something stagnant and something that that isn't strong and something that doesn't become a priority anymore but there's always something more to learn about Jesus and there's always more resources available. We have more resources available now than ever. I'm constantly reading two or three books a time. And I'm not saying you have the time, nor should you, but maybe just sit down with your campus minister sometime this week and just say, hey, I want to keep learning. Uh, Maybe sit down every week with them and let's say, hey, let's study a little bit of the Bible. Let's study a little bit about this theme. Or like, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me out with that? But we need to be constantly learning more about who Jesus is.
The second L in this Bell's analogy is that uh, we need to be listening. So again, maybe listening is an example to bless somebody, but but simply listening uh, can can be two different things. Listening means uh, listening to one another and, and building relationships and actually taking into account what people are saying. Uh, listening means actually taking into account what your campus minister is saying. For us as campus ministers, listening actually means taking into account what you guys are saying so that we can make the ministry run the best by your energy and your passion as opposed to ours. But listening also means following God. And that's specifically what we want to talk about with listening. Listening means spending some time to just listen to God and hear what his plan is for you this week, this hour, this month, this year, this season, whatever it winds up being, but listening to God because God has his plan and he is trying to communicate it to you. And oftentimes it's just that we aren't listening. So we don't hear it. And we just mock that up as God is not speaking, but that is not true. God is not speaking. We are not listening is the truth. God is speaking. A quick example that you can do to try to find God speaking, a quick method that you can use, is called the examine prayer, E-X-A-M-E-N. It's a traditionally Catholic prayer from Francis of Assisi. It's, it came about in, in the 3rd and 4th century, and it's, it's just a, a prayer that I go back to all the time, where at the end of my day or at the end of an hour, I, I go back and I say, where has God been in my life? And I walk through every little thing from this morning. So, for example, this morning I got up. And I laid in bed for an extra 20 minutes and then I showered and then I went and I got some breakfast and I turned on the TV and watched a, uh, a reruns of Friends and then uh, and then I decided to go to go to work and to get stuff done. And so far my day is just beginning, but in those things God has been present because because God allows us rest and God allows us peace when we need it. And I am so grateful to have a shower that I get to use every single morning. And at, before I got in the shower, I let my dog out. My dog brings me so much joy. And I got to eat. I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was co- was coming from because God has provided me with the means to not have to worry about that. God has provided me with grocery stores everywhere and a job that pays me well enough to uh, to to be able to to support myself. And... And I really love what I do. I really love my job. I really love getting to do this for you guys. And so so this it's such a blessing in itself. And God is speaking to me in many ways and saying, look how I've provided for you. Look how I've set you up to be where you are today. Look at the passions I have given you. Look at the students that I've given you in CCF. And look at the leadership ability that they're having. Look at my son Jesus who I gave for you. And when we take into account all these things that maybe we don't just stop to think about, if we try to find God in every little aspect of our days, what we really should see is that God is speaking to us constantly. We just aren't listening. And this last one is send. Send. B-E-L-L-S. S is send. And sending means that we are not alone. Sending means that I have you by my side and you have me by your side and you have your friends by your side and you have the fellow people you have in CCF by your side and we don't have to do it alone. And with these people that we're reaching, 
Our hope is that we get to send them one day, that they get to be the people that are blessing other people, that they get to be the people that are listening to others, that they get to people that are searching about who God is and listening for his word, that they are the people that are eating with strangers, that they are people who are evangelizing as well, that they are the people that Ephesians 4 calls God's people, that God has given us. But here's here's the really tough part about all of this evangelism through bells is that it takes a lot of time. It is so easy to get discouraged when you don't have instant results. But what I can promise you is that it is not easy, and not every story is a success. But God cares about people that try. And if we try, God will show his faithfulness, and he will bring people to him through us. Because more people in this world need Jesus. And God is using us to bring them to him. It just takes some time. I want to leave you with a, 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 a one sentence for each of these points from Bells. And I want you to, to think about these. And then I want to challenge you in a couple of ways. All right, so first of all, we're going to start with B for bless. If you have a pen and paper, I want you to write this down and I want you to put it on a mirror or put it in your notebook that you see often put it somewhere that you're going to see every day because I want you to remember that you need to bless somebody so write this statement down I will bless blank this week at least blank who is not a member of my community and when you say those blanks I need you to fill in the blank Put in a name. Maybe maybe write the rest of this in pen and then write that name in pencil so you can change it each week. But if we have a specific statement written out saying that you're going to do this, then I hope and pray that you will follow up and actually do that. For E, I want you to write down this statement. I will eat with blank this week at least blank times who is not a member of my community. I want you to eat. consider eating with a stranger. And maybe don't just do it once. Maybe do it a few times. For learn, write this down. I will spend at least blank this week learning about Jesus. So you can fill in however you, however you want that. If it's 30 minutes and that's all that you can give, then God will be faithful with those 30 minutes. And we hope that you are faithful with those 30 minutes. If it's two hours then amazing and even better. If it's an hour a day, then God will continue to bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. But I want you to make a commitment to saying, I will spend at least blank this week learning about who Jesus is. For listening, what I want you to do is I want you to write down the statement, I will spend at least blank this week listening for God's voice. And again, that's a saint, that's a time number. If it's looking back at your week, if it's using the exam and on a daily practice, you can use however you want to listen. You can do whatever method you want to listen to God. But what I really want you to consider is spending some time with God. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's 30 minutes a day. Maybe it's one hour this week. I don't know what that time looks like for you. I don't know what your schedule will allow, but I want to challenge you to try and seek out and listen to what God is saying. Who is God trying to get you to bless? How is God blessing you? How is God using you? How is God 
speaking to you. And the last one is send. And with this send, I want you to write down this statement. I will blank with two or three others blank times a week to reflect on the ways I have been alerted to the universal reign through Jesus Christ. So I want you to think of a practice that you can do with several others. And I want you to do it maybe just once a week, maybe twice a week. And I want you to reflect on how God is using you to bless somebody, to eat with somebody, to learn about God, to listen to God. And ultimately, I want you to be able to send others, but ultimately remember that you are not alone and you guys can keep each other accountable. That if you guys are blessing with people and eating with people, that those people that you are blessing and eating with could someday be people that are blessing and eating with others. So here's my challenge. I want to challenge you two quick challenges, okay? So I told you I want you to write all those statements down, and it would be great if you were able to fill all these. But how about this? I want to give you a specific timetable and a specific challenge by next week, okay? So by, this is getting, by one week from the day that you listen to this podcast, I would like you to bless somebody that you don't really know. Now, that could be somebody that you know but, like, aren't really familiar with doesn't have to be a total stranger. It could be a total stranger, but I want you to bless somebody that you don't really know. Maybe it's your roommate, but you and your roommate don't spend a lot of time together, so you don't really know them. Maybe it's somebody two or three doors down the hall that you know they exist, but you don't know you've ever had a conversation with them. Or maybe you did the first week of school and you haven't had a conversation with them since. Maybe it's somebody in one of your classes that you notice uh, nobody really talks to or somebody in your classes that you know other people talk to but I've never had a conversation with this person maybe it's somebody that you just casually see walking every day you're going to the same places and even though you don't actually have any interactions with them you're just always at the same bus stop every day well maybe maybe you have an opportunity to bless them and so have a conversation with them this week and try to bless them and I want you to eat with somebody same situation. I want you to eat with somebody that you don't really know. Now, you could do a total stranger, just walk into the cafeteria, find somebody that's eating alone, you're checking their phone, or maybe just kind of looking around awkwardly, and then walk up to their table and ask, hey, do you mind if I sit with you? And then just have a conversation while they're eating. If they say no, then of course you can respect it however you want, but if they say sure, if they say yeah, that'd be great, then they're inviting you to come sit down and, and have fellowship with them. They're inviting you to come be a part of their lives. So I want you to eat with somebody. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be a stranger. It doesn't have to be that way. But maybe it's somebody just down the hall that you don't really know. Maybe you just say, hey, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get some lunch. You want to go with me? Or maybe it's, uh, hey, you know, I just would like to get a chance to know you. Can we, can we go do lunch tomorrow? Like, uh, what do your classes look like? Can we do like 1 o'clock at Hillcrest or 1 o'clock at Burge or, or 1 o'clock at whatever places Iowa State and you and I have to eat, just say, yeah, let's, let's go, let's just have lunch together and let's build a relationship. And maybe one day you get to share Jesus with that person. Maybe one day you get to baptize them. For those of you that are around the University of Iowa, you know that we give away pancakes every Thursday night from 10 to 11.30 p.m., and you guys hang around with people that I serve, that we serve pancakes to. And every single week we have an opportunity 
to build a relationship with somebody. And it is my hope and prayer every single day that because somebody came for a pancake, we get to baptize them. That because somebody decided one day that somebody on the street shouted, hey, we have free pancakes, you want some? And they said, free pancakes sounds good right now. And they decided to come in. And they came back next week. And they came back the week after that. Eventually, eventually they ask, hey, so like, when can I come and learn more about this Jesus guy? And you get to share Jesus with him. And maybe they start coming to our gatherings on Tuesday night. Maybe they start coming to our Food for Thoughts discussions on Mondays. Maybe they start coming to our small groups. Maybe they start coming to whatever you guys have going on campus that is meant to be reaching people for Jesus. And maybe one day they decide, you know what? I like this Jesus guy. And you get to baptize him. All because he came for a pancake. All because you sat down and ate lunch with them. All because... You got an opportunity to bless them. Let's not take this lightly. Let's do our job. Let's be the church. Hey, thanks for checking us out and spending some time with us this week. Quick reminder, if you're a student at Iowa State, University of Northern Iowa, or University of Iowa, we would love to connect you with a campus minister. So reach out to ccf.uiowa at gmail.com, and we will make sure we get you connected. Be sure to specify your school in an email. Additionally, if you have questions about anything you've heard today or anything that's on your mind, we would love a chance to answer that here anonymously. So you can also just drop a line there. Again, that is ccf.uiowa at gmail.com. We hope Hope you have a great week and please know that we are praying for you.